Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you close to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jane Amber. Hello. Hi. To keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze. Before we begin, we'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons that helped make this episode possible. Big thanks to Danielle, Stuart, Mian, and Brianne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash craze magazine to check out all the great perks we have for members. So how are we doing this weekend? <laughs> mm. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Yep. I figured. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it just ooh, life has just been awful. It's been a bad time. Life it's is been- like, it's time for you to suffer for no reason. And I'm like, thank you. That's great. Personal and in the K-pop world. I think Roxy called it that after we did the what the is happening episode, more shit would happen. Like literally the day after that episode went live, uh, Yoonho from TVXQ had some shit go down. I thought that was funny. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it was more funny than like bad. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. That's a thing. It's very, I mean, you know, as big as TVXQ is in Korea, just like the thought of this man like running from the police just made me like cry laughing. I know they said it didn't happen. I know they said it didn't happen, but I still think it was hilarious. The imagery of just seeing that just popping up in your head, you're like, huh. And then afterwards, we also got the update on the Kakao M and Spotify situation. It's all bad. Yep. I told you they were going to do that. But a question, did their stream numbers come back? That's the only thing I didn't see. I didn't check. I have to look into that later. I hope it came back because that would be screwed up for the artists because while the companies are fighting over pennies, the artists have to suffer apparently. So for this week's episode, we have quite the confessional happening this, this week, don't we? Yes. So this week, our topic, uh, if you were following us on social media, we were taking in um, anonymous fan confessions from our viewers and from our team members about some embarrassing story, K-pop related, that happened to you without, you know, having to be exposed. (laughs) So uh, we have an interesting number of responses here about some things, and a couple of them are pretty hilarious, actually. They're kind of cute, though. Some of them I'm like, aww. I remember being that fan. It kind of just shows that like being involved in the K-pop world is an experience. And like when you first begin, there's a lot of things that can go wrong or that are, you know, not easy to figure out. I mean, I will say, and I'm saying this not as anonymous, but like the first time I watched a, uh, like a Korean show, it was EXO Showtime. And I could not figure out why the word Hyung was being said so much and when when it was like appropriately used. I mean, that happens. That's like language learning stuff. Yeah, but I was extremely confused because, like, I think it was Chen Yol was calling Chen Young, but then Chen would call Chen Yol just Chen Yol, and I was like, what is happening? I don't understand. Trying to navigate the mechanics of how the relationship hierarchy works. Those were the days. So let's start digging into these confessions. And some of them, some of them are embarrassing. Some of them are just, you'll relate to some of these too, I think. 
So let's talk about the first one. Um, according to my friend, during KCON, when I did the high touch with an artist, I squealed so much out of excitement and nervousness that the idol turned back to look at me out of shock. Thank God I didn't see their reaction or else I would have died of embarrassment. Honestly, though, same. I've, I've done that. <laughs> I've, uh, I mean, high touch is a weird thing because if you, like at KCON, you know, there's a group of people that have high touch and then there's a group of people in the quote unquote audience. So like, I get that this is embarrassing, but this is not the most embarrassing that could happen. I can tell a story of something I've witnessed um, with BTS back in 2016. Go oh, for man. it. Do it. Um, so my friend actually caught this on camera. We all saw it, but then we played it back and we're like, holy shit. Um, so high touch in a COVID world sounds like very unhygienic. <laughs> And um, sometimes it is because at 2016 KCON, um, this person was coming behind my friends. So we had like, you know, the camera on my friends while they were going through. And I don't remember if it was if he was first in line, but this was Jin who did this. Um, somebody came by and, you know, gave him a high five. And right afterwards, he looked at his hand like grimaced and wiped his hand off onto his shirt. Ew. <laughs> Okay, I want to give this person the benefit of the doubt that maybe they have naturally clammy hands, but still, like, oh my god, ew. <laughs> I was like, I really hope that this person didn't notice that happened, because that would be really, really embarrassing. That would be, though. Oh god, what if that person was a gin stand? That would have just broke their heart. Exactly. I was just like, I think out of nervousness, like, it happens, you know, our hands get a little clammy and sweaty, but oh my god, I mean, it's it's ill, but at the same time, oh, I'm so glad. I, I hope that they didn't see that. I know, like, when I went to do high touch with GOT7, I was constantly wiping my palms, like, on my pants, because I was like, I will not have sweaty hands for this. Hey, I mean, it, it for me, not necessarily high touch, but uh, I think I've said this story before. Um, meeting GOT7, man, I was on the mission to, like, make sure I sit next to Mark. Um, I completely bypassed all the other members because mark was at the end if they were saying hi to me or if they were looking at me nope did not see anything laser nope. focus yep <laughs> i'm like just honed in tunnel vision and i'm just like that i feel embarrassed for because i'm like fuck i didn't see anybody i didn't pay attention to anybody i oh god i can't believe i'm gonna expose myself like this once upon a time i used to make sure my nails were done and i had like really nice lotion on my hands when i did high touch because i was like hair flip i want to impress them god young me was awful i think it's i think it's when we're young when <laughs> yeah. i think we all do that when we're young <laughs> we want to be the yn cute we want to be the yn even though we're underage so like <laughs> Yes. I'm just like, now I'm like, at least I'm like, I'm gonna make sure my hands are clean and I don't have dry skin. Other than that, like my nails can be janky. It's fine. But I guess the point of me bringing that story up to whoever submitted this is that I, I promise like you did not have the most embarrassing experience. And I mean, I'm sure that they're kind of, they're used to people being like really nervous and excited and doing that, you know, having a reaction like that. And I wonder if you didn't fall off the stage. Yeah, we yeah. know a person that fell off the stage, so. <gasps> oh no, that would be awful, oh my god. Not not exposing them, but uh, they told the story to, uh, in, a, in a meeting before. <laughs> oh. Oof. oh boy. 
Oh boy, it's right. Um, yeah, so don't worry, OP, you're okay. I'm sure that they were just not used to the excitement and that they were really shocked that you were that excited to see them. Yeah, I doubt it was like an like a bad reaction. It was just like, oh, like especially if it's like a smaller group, you know, a group that didn't have as much like international recognition, they were probably just surprised. And give the person the benefit of the doubt. If it's your first time ever doing this, it's understandable. It's okay to be excited over shit you like guys jay do you want to read the next one yeah so this next submission says for a solid year after getting into k-pop i refused to listen to exo because twitter army said that they were bts's arch rivals now i hardly listen to bts but i love exo i can relate to that oh my god i think that i mean this is like a prime example of like the toxicity of like fandom on social media because like as somebody that started the other way and like basically did the opposite where I started with EXO but ended up listening to BTS more it's it's like it's a useless rivalry if you ask me I think it's stupid yeah like I I don't understand the whole like we have to be each like you know it's like they're at least both groups had their moment and they're still having their moments of their own why can't is what like that mean why can't we all just be friends (laughs) I mean, like, I get that, the exasperation in my voice right now, just because, like, when (laughs) when I think about it, because I know, like, I was, like, really present on ARMY Twitter in, like, the early days when EXO was more popular, right? And all people do is find, like, a terrible person that's, like, I'm a fan of this group, and then points at them and says, this entire fandom is toxic. So that's all they do back and forth. That's all they've done for, like, the last five years. And when it comes to the Chinese ovens on Twitter, that you got to learn how to feel through them all. Because I have been one that I've always been annoyed by the Chinese ovens on Twitter, and which has made me, like, same with OP, that I have withdrawn out of ARMY fandom. But I I still dig the boys. So don't feel alone. You're not alone out there, dude. Yeah, there's there's tons of people who feel like that. And, like... both groups have different styles of music and there's nothing wrong with it either see i also don't get the rivalry part because like jimin and kai are like really good friends so like what what they hang out with the same group of people (laughs) like what are you trying to manufacture here that's not here but also it's it's a prime example of how you should not let a group of people influence your actions if that makes any sense so if you like the music you like the music it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or what they say they may be mean you just block them and leave like <laughs> use the block button on twitter dude use the mute button that's the best way to live your best life going picking back off of what roxy said if you like if you were exposed to a certain group let, let's take exo and bts whatever group you're exposed to and let's say your friend didn't have the most favorable idea about like another group and they're like oh no you should listen you are your own person you come up with your own opinion about how you listen to this music don't let your friends or what other people influence you in that case because at the end of the day it's still your choice and your opinion to listen on these artists preach and i mean additionally like both fandoms are the worst like everybody knows that they suck like there's no nobody's an angel here so when it comes to music you really need to take 
take out that, you know, social media aspect of it because, you know, I love BTS. I listen to EXO's music. I love some of the stuff they come up with. There is no reason to limit yourself because of like an artificial like rivalry. Just because you listen to other groups and like and appreciate other groups does not take away the fact that you're a fan of these groups. It doesn't make you any less of a fan. Metaphorical mic drop. (sighs) I do hope that like, because I know K-pop has expanded so much in such a short period of time. I would hope that things like this don't continue to happen. But now that I say that, I'm remembering that I saw some fandom drama between AT's fans and Stray Kids fans. So like, I guess it's never going away. You just have to learn how to tune it out. Dude, that was some bullshit. It was over the light stick. Oh my god, shut up. It's not that deep. What is wrong with these people? And it's just like, you know, Uyoung and and Tangbin are like besties. It's just bestie things. I wonder if people try to manufacture these, like, these beefs. Because it always seems it's two groups where two of the members are like best friends. It's just some people that need to go outside and touch some grass. They haven't touched grass in a while. Honestly, go breathe some fresh air. That really helps everybody, like, just do better. Stretch. And like Roxy says, we're plants. We're all just plants. We are. Go photosynthesize. You'll feel way better. So I guess I should read the next one. Yep, it's your turn. I I already see, like... (laughs) I see the beginning of this and it's making me laugh. Okay. Years ago, I asked JYP for a photo together to make my husband jealous. Seriously, what was I thinking? (laughs) It was... (laughs) It was kind of loud, so I hope he didn't hear me right. Yes, I have the photo. No, you can't see it. I would do that, though. I know. I was just like, I think it, like, I think if you find any celebrity and they're in the, in the, like, you know, in that realm, you'd ask for a photo, too. I'm really stuck on the part about using JYP to make your husband jealous. Of all people, JYP. Um, rich, talented, like, businessman. I mean, yeah. I don't like him, so that's where my basis is. I mean, clearly, we, obviously, this is all anonymous, just to reiterate there for our listeners. it It's clearly an older fan that had submitted this. I mean, hey, I can't clock you for it. If you want to take a picture and make your significant other jealous, I probably would too. I mean, honestly, I I would also. Like, I talk shit about JYP, but I would probably do the exact same thing. I mean, like, yeah, we all shit on him, but let's be honest, he's kind of like a god in the industry. Eh, eh, still. (laughs) you, You can sass him, but, like, tons of bops have come out of that man's brain. Like, Miss A, a lot of their best songs that man wrote. So I just just, wonder. I live for the petty. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I live for the petty nature of this. Because like, also think about 10 years in the future where you just like have this photo with JYP and you have to like tell a story about why it exists. I think that was like the favorite thing to do, but go ahead, Amber. I was going to say once upon a time, a long, long time ago. I'm thinking like, you know, because I was born in the 90s. So I'm thinking like, because you say JYP, it's like one of those like disposable camera photos that's like really grainy and gross. I'm sorry, like for me, like, I was just like, when did you want to take, like, when did this occur? And because all I can think of is like 90s JYP with those pants. (laughs) I'm just like, oh no. I'm here for it. Good for you, OP. The question is, did you really do show it to your husband? I want to know his reaction. Me 
too. I hope he was supportive. All right, next one. So I got into K-pop just in time to buy tickets to the BTS Love Yourself tour within the following month, and I was too new to know how K-pop concert culture is. I'd never been to a concert I like, cared about, and the last one was like three years prior. So I spent three hours sitting in a McDonald's to charge my phone and battery until doors opened, and to this day, I wonder out how many sweet little freebies and friendships I missed out on. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, my heart. I go, it goes out to them. Cause I mean, I guess like if you don't go to these cons, like if you're going by yourself, it's really, really hard to be like, well, if you're a shy person, you're just like, oh. I feel like the only way that you kind of learn about the the sort of culture around the concerts is either like you follow fan sites. So they usually talk about if they're going to be somewhere or the way that I got exposed to it was that I had like general. So my brain is working. My first concert, I also missed out on that. So my first concert was Big Bang and I went with a friend and we basically just went to a restaurant until doors open. So, you know, I have that same experience, but the only way I sort of learned about the whole culture surrounding it or about the freebies and stuff is that I was in line for general admission. So when you're general admission, you have to be there for a long period of time. And that's kind of how you get exposed to it. It's not necessarily something that is like spoken about. Um, We all just kind of like know what happens, but we don't, I guess like people don't necessarily inform new people about it. Just going to plug here for a minute. Um, If you are new to the K-pop concert world, I know the fandom has grown exponentially since we are in a whole pepperoni pizza time the craze actually has some great articles to get you ready to go for your first concert and kcon yeah well we have a lot of survival guides on how to navigate and also um i think what's great about the fandom is that if especially if you're going by yourself even if you just put it out into the twitter sphere just like hey like i'm looking to find people to hang out with usually there's somebody who's gonna come through you know obviously you still have stranger danger and be where very wary of your surroundings but usually there like you can find somebody who's like oh i'm going by myself too i totally understand i can relate let's meet up Another thing about like the the freebies culture is that like in order to actually get stuff you have to be there for a long ass time. Like you it's um it's very random usually. Um, some people will just start walking around with some shit. And even at like the most recent BTS concerts I went to, it was inside the venue where like they had approved um, like fan projects going on. And when you walked in, they would give you something. But like in the old days, you would just be sitting there and somebody would walk by randomly and be like, here, do you want this? And of course you're like, yeah, I want that. It's free. Um, but there's no like, as far as I can remember anyway, there's not really a rhyme or reason to it. There's no way to really plan about it. And I feel like freebies have just grown more in recent years. Um, I can vouch for LA, especially at the forum. They don't like people giving away freebies. So they kind of kicked a lot of people to literally the curb, literally the curb, like where Zooming traffic is um, to give it out because it's out of the, um, the venues like area. But it's just like you, it takes a lot of exploring. And what I like to do is if I am not in general admission and I have my own, I have my own seat, you know, your seat's not going away. So it takes a lot of walking around the venue as well, just to see if you can find somebody or a fan site 
that is giving something away or selling something. Yeah, that's true. So there, some of these um, venues now are kicking people out if they if they give away freebies. So like back in the day, because we're so fucking old now, they were allowed to sort of just like walk around and give things out. But the security for the venues has gotten a lot tighter. So in general, you kind of just have to wander around to find things. And especially with the fan sites, you know, the companies get some companies get really pissed off that they're selling you know items for this group but it's not like official so fan sites may post on twitter like hey i'm here right now and then have to be kicked out and have to move somewhere else so it's kind of it's like a it's not an easy thing to track down you kind of have to be determined and you have to walk around a lot you're more than likely going to spend most time looking and less time actually getting anything tip from your local concert junkie the best way to prep for the freebie experience take all of the fan sites for your groups put them in a list on twitter and only look at that list tweet you'll be able to find everything um get to the venue a couple hours early uh and thankfully you'll be able to get tons of stuff, but also come prepared because some people will not give you a freebie if you don't show them things like your ticket or your light stick or prove that you're an official fan club member. So just make sure you're prepped and ready to go. Another tip, because this is something that I think if it's going to especially be a bigger concert like BTS, it's a good thing if you and if you have a group of friends that you're with, um, divide and conquer divide and conquer um especially if one wants merch you know have one person in line for merch the rest oh i'm gonna take this side of this um the venue look here you tell me if you know you have anybody i'll look out for you you know it's good to do that as well that way you know your friends get something if they can't necessarily get something on uh for a certain member and you happen to pass by it and be like oh let me get this for my friend I hope you're being that considerate friend, by the way, um, to to do that for your friend and then vice versa, hoping that your friend would also pick up some stuff for you. That way, you know, at least some of you or all of you are covering the venue all, all in one area rather than always having to constantly circle and feel like I'm not finding anything right now. Now that we're talking about it, I realize how like actually intricate this whole system is. <laughs> like... Oh, oh, dude, it's like, it's, it gets 10 times worse if you're in Korea doing it. I mean, the way it's evolved too is the last like big concert I went to was uh, BTS, like Speak Yourself. And we always go to the venue early, but like the one thing about also like hunting for freebies and going early is that you're going to get fucking bored and finding food and stuff could be extremely difficult as well. So it's like... (laughs) It's almost like you have to be like ready to go to war for all of this shit. Yes, bring food, bring water. I mean, something disposable that you can easily throw away. And don't be rude and litter either. Don't be that person. I would also like to add bring sunscreen if it's a summer concert. Too many girls get so sunburnt while queuing. It's true. Especially in the summer months when it's like hot as hell, you are going to be uncomfortable. All right. Are we ready to move to the next one? Yes. Hey, Jade, your turn. 
This next one is, this one time I was listening to EXO's Obsession, it had just come out, while sitting in the library and halfway through the song, my earphones came off and I had the song on full blast. Everyone was staring at me. Thankfully, it wasn't the strict, quiet study area, so it wasn't too bad. That is also one of my biggest fears. (laughs) That's such a mood, though. (laughs) That is what a big fear of mine that I'm actually going to play something when it's supposed to be quiet. That song is a banger, though, so they should be thanking you for exposing them to it. I agree. Oh, my God. All I can think about is what if it was love talk? (gasps) Oh, man. I mean, the good news about that is that it's in a different language. So if you were listening to something spicy, nobody would know that. Let's be real. Obsession is kind of spicy. It is. It is spicy, but it's in Korean. So those people don't know that it's spicy. I kind of want to know like where in the song this happened for OP. I hope it was at the, the, I don't think so part, because I feel like that would be iconic. I'm just trying to think of like, did I ever have a moment like that? Like, I'm just glad I'm not in school anymore, so I don't have the chance of having that happen to me at all. True. Imagine happening it happening during a date, like your phone, go, like it's your ringtone instead, <laughs> and not and not your actual music. I'll be like, oops, sorry. I have a story. <laughs> oh boy. So it it was uh, activities that happened after a date that this happened, and do y'all want to take a guess which song it was? I don't know where to start, so just hit me with it. Pick me, pick me, pick me up. What's my ringtone? <laughs> oh my god. Oh no! I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Oh my god, that is so out of pocket and random. It was it was my evening alarm for my birth control. <laughs> right in the middle of after date activities. Oh, that one hurts. That one hurts more Yikes. than the non-submission. Yikes! I was just like, like, pause. And I was like, fuck. And I get up, take the pill because we love being responsible young women in this house. And he goes, what was that song? And I'm like, don't talk about it right now. Killed the vibe. I can imagine. It's like, first of all, it's not a spicy song at all. It's like, it's like bubblegum pop. But the poor guy wouldn't let me like change topics. He's like, now you got to let me hear the rest of the song. And so... Clothes went back on and I opened YouTube. Needless to say, never talk to the man again. Oh god, that like that would just give like full reason to be like, hey, remember that time this happened? I'm be like, uh shut up. Oh god, if you guys could see my face right now, I'm like the color of my hair. See, like everybody else got to be anonymous about their confessions. We have to tell like our actual stories. The things we do for you all. Okay, should I do the next one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this confession was, I thought R-O-T-Y was the name of a group before I realized it meant Rookie of the Year. Oof. Oh, that's so cute. It happens, though. When you're learning these acronyms and you're a new, like, fan, like, sometimes it's like, huh? And I mean, with some of these groups, they've had we've seen some we've seen some acronym names before so in addition to that these days i don't know who's naming these groups but they're getting weird so i really don't blame you for thinking that was a group name because we got group names like t1419 i thought that would more likely be a category for something than a group name i was like is this the Dewey decimal system (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like where are you getting, like, at this point, like, I'm not gonna be surprised if we end up having a group named Bread. <laughs> what? I don't know why that got me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? 
what? Like their theme is going to be like, oh, let's do bakery items. Let's do it. I mean, it would be unique, but you know. Yeah. And, but, but here's the thing. It can't just be bread. We know how K-pop likes to be. Like it has to be an acronym for some ridiculous statement. Like let's look at Teen Top. I mean, that's also true. So like there's a shit ton of acronyms in K-pop that are like difficult to grasp. And if you're, it's the same thing. I was talking to my friend yesterday and I said some internet lingo. And I was like, if I had said this to anybody else in the room, no one would know what I meant. That's kind of what K-pop is like because somebody could, could talk to you about all of like the you know award acronyms and shit and you would have no idea what's going on if you you know were new man why is k-pop gotta be so confusing right i just keep thinking of the one acronym name that i keep thinking of is you kiss's name hey love the group really cool just it's their the acronym for it and i'm just like i can't process all of this this is please say a, it oh wait I don't know everything by heart anymore. Oh my God, fake fan me. I'm so sorry. Don't call me out. It's been a while. I mean, like BTS is an acronym. I'm not sure everybody remembers that, but it was originally the Bang Timbo or the Bulletproof Boy Scouts was how they were (laughs) referred to. Uh, I will say VIX is my favorite K-pop boy group acronym. While we're waiting on Jay to pull up UKIS, VIX is, is voice visual value in Excelsius. I don't know why, but I just love that. For some reason, that just makes me really annoyed. Of like, they just like looked up fancy words and were like, "This works." Would, why is would, it that what it does not want to give me the full acronym for their name? God damn it! Would Would you like to hear Teen Tops? Because Teen Top is going That's to make a, you bang uh-huh. your head against the wall. Teen Top stands for Teenager Emo Boy Emotion Next Generation Talent Object Praise. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like it's all words i found you kisses oh my god it's ubiquitous korean international idol superstars i mean putting all of this into perspective it absolutely makes sense that this person would think roty was like a group name yeah so like i totally understand it we get it like there's just like hey by the way we're not clowning any of these groups by the way it's just where did these come from (laughs) i'm clowning the names they're kind of ridiculous not the group just the name it's just like how we don't talk about ats as legal name it's it's awful legal names are awful Ugh. all right so should i read the next one yes please tell me i'm not the only one when i wasn't really into stray kids in my defense i didn't know much about them back then clearly i couldn't really tell changbin han and sungbin apart same with ayan and lino i was also confused by bang chan and changbin's names and today i'm just like wow that was so ignorant of me op i feel you it's okay i did the same thing with stray kids but it's actually more common than you think with a lot of other groups to this day i still fuck up super junior okay let let me be real about this because like today people would call you like racist because you can't tell Asian people apart which is what it's like something that you learn because like I know I've seen like pictures of white boys and they all look the same like it's just based on what you're used to so eventually you kind of learn like how to tell the differences and sometimes these idols look strikingly similar it took me so long to learn all of the members of EXO it happens guys like it does happen you're not ignorant you just you gotta learn and it's it's even harder when they keep changing their looks every couple months and it's harder when they keep adding group members i'm looking at you nct i still to this day it's still like i still need to memorize who these members are because there's so many new like members being added in i'm like i can't keep up with nct and it's 23 members so it happens i mean 
in that case too, they sort of, there's like sometimes a manufactured quote unquote K-pop look where it can be difficult to differentiate like on purpose because there can be like generic good looking. You guys know what I'm talking about. There's some idols that have like certain features that are generic. (laughs) That doesn't mean it's bad, by the way, because they're still obviously attractive, but you know. Let, like, let's look at SM, for example. SM has, like, the standard look. Look at all the love childs that, quote, love child. Like, how Taeyong looks like he could be a love child from the former member of TVXQ. We got Eunhyuk and Donghae, and Donghae's little, who the fuck is that? It's an NCT member. There's, like, a, a member of NCT that looks strikingly like Donghae, and you're like, whoa. So, like, idol companies have their look. And it's okay to get it confused. And it's even worse now in the whole pineapple upside down cake that we're in because everyone's in a mask. I teach 24 year olds and I still can't tell them apart half the time, guys. So it's okay. Yeah, I think it's something that shouldn't be stigmatized um, because, you know, it's hard. It's hard at first and everybody struggles with it. And you're like, you're not a bad person because you have to learn like the different facial features. It's not, you're not being racist. (laughs) You're learning, which is what's important. Oh, imagine, I, I believe Amber can relate to this. Imagine first getting into BAP when they all had blonde hair and you're like, who dude, is dude. each member? It took me so long to figure out who was who from that music video alone. I knew I like memorized BAP once I could look at Warrior and pick out who was who. Oh my God, like same here. Cause like for those who aren't familiar with BAP, like they have Jungkook with his deep ass voice, but you know who else had a deep ass voice? Him Chan. Yep. So it's just like if Him Chan broke out his like lower register, it was really hard to pick out who was singing what. Like the only person who you can actually like know which member this was at the time was based off of their hairstyle because all of them when they debuted all had blonde hair. The only person who was different was Zello because he had the perm. He's the I only one that sets way. himself apart. So OP, don't feel bad. It happens. It does. You're not ignorant. It's a part of the learning process of becoming a fan. And who knows, like, you may be exposed to a group at one era. By the next comeback, you have it already down and you got it. And it does become easier with time also. <laughs> so like the, your first group is going to, it's going to be hard, but it's, I mean, it's something that you just learn. You figure out how to do it. Soon it gets to the point that you can identify members by like their elbow. Fair. That's very true. Like, God, this is me exposing myself again. I can tell the difference of straight kids members by their lip shape. That's a feat. I can't even do that with some of my favorite members. I, I'm ashamed that I could do that. Ugh, that tells you the level of obsession I have. All right. Roxy your turn okay so the next one is it's not really k-pop related but it's definitely craze related uh my brother was curious about what I'm reading so he started browsing the craze website when he found the k-drama column he asked what this was actually about he genuinely thought k-drama meant korean tabloid celebrity gossip kind of drama so he thought the column this column was all the tea and I just found it hilarious that's so wholesome. That's very cute. Imagine just be like, ooh, K-drama. Ooh, what's the tea? Oh, wait, it's she shows. Hold up. That's so precious. That's a very interesting take because like, you know, with like the American music scene, there's so much like tabloid shit. 
that it just kind of carried over for this person. And like, I kind of get where they're coming from because, you know, I'm sure they didn't know that like the K-dramas were a whole like genre. It's so precious though. Also, thanks OP for exposing your brother to our website. We love you. Mwah. Yeah, thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. All right, next one. Jay, this is you. Oh, okay. Wait, can I can I read the the, the, the yes. jump? Okay, yes. cool. Okay, so this submission, it's a little bit older. It says, I was in the airport heading back home and I ran into a group of idols heading back to Korea. I couldn't figure out who it was even when I got a closer look. So I just stayed in the back with this one really pretty cordy honey with Maybelline quality hair make and makeup before I walked off to my gate. I didn't realize until after that the group was 17 and the unni was Jonghan. The boys' tresses are magical. This is probably when Jonghan still had his long hair. Oh my god, that's like debut Jonghan. Yeah. Imagine, but like, I mean, he's he's a really, really good looking guy. Like he he's good looking and very pretty. So I kind of don't blame you for thinking that at first. Yeah, with the hair he had, um, easy mistake. Yeah. And I lo- kind of wish you'd bring it back because I did like his long hair on him. A lot of early K-pop boys with the long hair. Like we had Taemin in the Sherlock video with his gorgeous long hair. And then we had Nuist with uh, Ren. 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 Who at the time I thought was a girl and was very pleased to know that he was a boy. Because he was a very, very pretty. I kind of want him to grow his hair back. Uh, who who else is very pretty with his long with their long hair? Tenjin is very pretty with his long hair. And I'm like, oh my god, please don't cut it. I like your long hair. Oh, Sephiroth? Yes. Yes. I'm trying to think who else has been trying out the long haired look these days. I know Johnny tried it and mm, wasn't my favorite. It should have been longer, in my opinion. Don't come at me in Citizens, but Johnny looked like the frat boy you ignore in college. I believe, oh gosh, there was a, they're part of a rookie group. I forgot the name, but there is a member who also has long hair recently that I keep seeing around on my timeline. And he's sporting the man bun look. And I'm like, oh, yes. You know who also needs to keep his hair growing out long? Jungkook. Please, I ask. Nicely. Not idols, but uh, uh, Kim Woo Bin and Lee Jong Suk. Mm. Oh my god, Lee Jong Suk or lately. Have you, what has the military done to him? Because Don't yes. start with him. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is just proof that like idols themselves are so conventionally attractive that sometimes like <laughs> you can't tell you know, what gender they are just based on appearance because they're all, they just look so good and are done up so well because like men, men with skincare routines, thank you. Normalize also, that in the United States, please. Please, yes, actually take care of your skin. Also, um, guys and ladies, we would all look that way if we had a team of people to do our hair and makeup every morning. True. Very true. All right, who, who is it? Who's next? Roxy, me? It's your turn. Oh, okay. Um, The next one, I thought Big Bang's Koaiki was in Korean. Same with some XOM songs until I realized it wasn't Korean. I feel like we've all done that. In the beginning, mm-hmm. it's when you hear languages that are so different from your own. It's very difficult to differentiate 
one from the other. So like that would also be true of some like Eastern European languages. Like if you're not exposed to them a lot, then you have a hard time hearing the different sounds essentially. So, I mean, when I first got into K-pop, I had the same thing, but you know, when you have XOK, XOM as an example, then when you listen to them separately, you start picking up on the different type of like pronunciations and such, and just like little intricacies of the language that helps you later differentiate between them. I think we might've all been here, but has anyone got halfway through like an idol group's English release and then was like, holy shit, this is in English? That was me with a Wavy's Bad Alive. I was halfway through, I'm like, holy shit, this whole song is in English. I I mean, I personally don't tend to like English, uh, all English songs from like K-pop groups. So I don't really listen to them that often. Me, currently, I was not expecting um rose's single album to be in all english i was expecting it to be in korean and when it for like when i uh started listening to it it's like oh wait it's all in english this is weird like at first i was like oh i'm not used to this i didn't know that her album was in all english (laughs) it is (laughs) it's good songs though listen to it support rose yes roxy last one's for you okay so our last response was when I first got into BTS, I thought that Taehyung was the leader. I have absolutely no idea why, because I'm pretty sure no one ever told me that he was, but I genuinely thought this for several months until I looked closer at the group and found out I was wrong. On a similar note, I thought Bora was the youngest member of Sistar until the group disbanded and I learned that she was actually the oldest. Mood. We've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I've definitely been there. It's, I think it's because, you know, every idol has a different personality and every leader has a different way of being a leader so sometimes it's not necessarily obvious when who like who the leader is it's really easy to confuse the leader with like the face of the group with outward promotion stuff because the face is who gets like pushed all the time right and And it it makes sense for bts because taehyung is kind of the face of the group so if he's the one that's pushed out the most you kind of just naturally assume that that's the leader of the group or like if you've been in the game for a while like when super m was formed you would think shiny Taman would have the leader role considering he is the most experienced out of the group no it's Baekhyun and like I was just like oh wait I thought it would be Taman and then they're like no Baekhyun's the leader I was like oh okay so it, it sometimes it's just like oh you really just don't expect exactly who's going to be the leader when it comes to like especially with these project groups or like when these newly debuted groups come out you're just like know which one unless you're like really digging in and doing the research about each member and the group itself and then you're like oh he is the leader or i can't even like begin to comprehend the fact that backyun was chosen as a leader it's because Taman didn't want to be an adult <laughs> yeah but backyun did like he's like i get i can't I mean, it make, kind of makes sense because he's the second oldest out of the group. And the NCTs were like, nah fam, we're the babies. Exactly. He's like, no, the three of you, you, Taven, and Kai can sort that out. Although like, it's also not necessarily age-based. Like a lot of the times mm-hmm. the leader will be the oldest one, but it's not like a guaranteed rule either. Take GOT7, for example. Mark's technically the oldest, but it's JB. Same thing with BTS. Jin's the oldest, but RM's the leader. But I mean, I do think it's a common mistake, especially when 
you're new to see like who is considered the face of the group or who gets the most exposure and then like how that's not necessarily correlated to being a leader. Nowadays, K-pop's gotten real fucking complicated to where we either have no leaders or more than one leader. That to me is annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Technically, EXO had two leaders. One of them did leave though, but... Wait, who was the second one? Chris! (laughs) Chris, Chris was the leader of XOM. I love Chris, but like the concept just makes me laugh. Yeah. Chris was the leader of XOM while Suho was XOK. Then we got 17 with their three leaders. We got ONF with their two leaders. And then we got Blackpink with no leader. See, After I don't... school shifted around their, their leadership once members started graduating. And like winner, um, who was it? So, uh, Minho was supposed to be leader. And then so, so, was, is it Sung Hyun or Sung Yoon became the leader? It's like the one, the one thing that I don't get is like the no leader because in my mind especially with bigger groups you need to have a person that is responsible to make sure everybody doesn't die because like some of these groups they need somebody to be like get in get in formation stop being stupid i think that also comes from like like a cultural aspect we may not understand because they may not have a leader but they do have like older members and so the younger members will automatically snap into position when told to oh that is a good point so it's like that that definitely is something that to to take into consideration with things. That was our last confession, guys. Please submit more. We enjoy doing these. I do hope for people too that think that like they've done something horrible when they haven't can at least feel better uh, that we sort of discussed these common common issues. Don't let new fans convince you that you're a horrible person because you did something very silly that we've all done. And that probably the person that is antagonizing you has also done. <laughs> yeah, they don't have blame. They're not blame free. People are awful. That's the moral of the story, isn't it? <laughs> pretty much just it's okay we've all been there and we what we hope is that this is a safe place for you guys to just tell us how it is it's completely anonymous so if you have a story or a confession or even just tea to spill let us know i mean again it's anonymous no one will know it's you except for yourself when you hear your story being read out aloud but it's fine we've all been there at one point if you want to read these confessions we will go ahead and throw them up on the website for you guys to revisit and we'll just keep updating that submission form as time goes on so you guys can come back and reminisce and understand that you guys aren't alone So this is a a segment we haven't done in a couple of episodes, but we are going to look at an underrated artist uh, this week. So for this week, uh, we chose GWSN as our underrated artist. They are also known as Girls in the Park, and they were formed in 2018 with seven members, um, and all seven members are still active. Um, Interestingly enough, with GWSN, they... they're sort of considered underrated, but at the same time, they have pretty good popularity. Like their last release has something like 50 million views. But at the same time, I feel like I don't hear people talking about them like at all. Um, I feel like they're one of those girl groups that like aren't popular internationally, but are just um popular in Korea. But like kind of like with like groups like April and Nature, who really don't pull abroad, at least in Western 
countries. I wouldn't know about um, in other Asian countries, but I feel like they're they're more popular outside of like America and the Europe and Germany and all that. For me, for GWSN, it's a name that I've always recognized. Like I've always seen their name, like whether it's on a new comeback or on a playlist, I've always seen them, but I've just never had the chance to listen to them. So for me, um, when I first started, mind you, let me preface, when I first started listening to them, like, I was just like, oh, this is a sound like I've heard before. And then I like gradually as I listened to more and more songs, I was like, wait, I can actually get behind this. And you know me, I've expressed it on this podcast. It's hard for me to get into girl groups, but I'm like, they have like this video game quality sound to them. And like, I can get behind this. Now I need to go and research them more. I um, actually did coverage on their debut when it came out. And Puzzle Moon, it has... It's like, it's a mix of like um, a sort of like sound that you would expect, but also elements that are very um, unique to them is what I would say. So it definitely captured my attention. I just feel like they don't promote as much. And I don't know if that has to do with their company or whatever, but like their last comeback was 10 months ago. It's almost been a year. Um, Despite, you know, that one having 52 million views, like we didn't, we don't hear much about them. And Bazooka was a really good track too. I was like, oh. I'm pleasantly surprised. I, so for those who might be confused, no, we're not talking about WJSN or Cosmic Girls. I know for me, I tend to get their names confused sometimes because they're so similar. Um, Uju Sonyan Cosmic Girls is WJSN. GWSN is Kongwan Sonya Girls in the Park. It's quite literally in Korean Park Girls. Here we go um, with the acronyms again. Yeah, it's a little, <laughs> it is a little like the fact that they're only one letter off. Yeah, it's 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 hard. But I will say I was pleasantly surprised. Like I was in Jay's situation. Like I know of them, but I wasn't like into them per se. Um, but I listened through like all of their stuff and the park in the night part two, I think was my favorite. Their songs like Pinky Star and Bloom were two really good songs. Though Miss Ping Pong, the best way I can describe um the sound was like early Gwen Stefani. Interesting comparison like like right around the time where she had like harajuku girl came out it's like around that sound and some of their stuff also reminded me of like old 2000s like r&b stuff like Aaliyah. and i was just like i like jay i was like i've heard this sound before but i wasn't sure how to place it it's not something i really heard in k-pop it was in like western sounds that's interesting considering they're not like particularly internationally famous but i do i like that comparison that intrigues me for sure um Um, I also think like their sound or at least when I was listening what I did first was I went through like their most popular songs first off of Spotify and my initial thoughts was like this is very up the alley of Red Velvet when they do their red concepts where it's like the cute bubbly type of sound. And I'm like, this is a sound I like. It's a very fun and very refreshing kind of sound because sometimes um, it can get lost amongst other girl group sounds. But for this one, I was just like, I can get behind this because we don't really hear that often. Like it sounds like it could be, but at the same time, it's different where it sticks out. 
I, I agree. Like, it's got elements of the traditional K-pop girl group sound, uh, but overall, pleasantly surprised. It's a shame that they're not more popular. So consensus is yes to GWSN for me. Same here. I, I already have Interpretation of Dream and, and Bazooka on my playlist. I'm going to give them a yes, too. And like we say, every time we do one of these, our young, like our favorite groups may not be your favorite groups and our not-so-favorite groups may be your favorite groups. Don't use our opinions to form your own opinion. Always give a group a listen. And with that, I think it's time to wrap up. Any final thoughts, y'all? Uh, mine? Send in more confessions. We like, re- I like reading them. I would like to hear more stories. So please do. Um, don't think you're alone in fandom stuff. Like, we've all been there. Like, especially the older fans. We've all, we've been there. We understand. It's okay. And don't let other pe- people tell you what to do. That's my biggest takeaway. <laughs> Um, and as usual, you can find us on all social media channels. We update every day, keep you guys in the loop of what's going on in the K-pop world. And the Crazecast is available on all platforms, so be sure to give us a follow and to give us a rating as well. So this has been the Crazecast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.